Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good afternoon, possums. Welcome to Offensive Points Podcast. It is the date is six uh, nine. That's uh, June 9th. So uh, sixty nine is best number ever. Uh, I thought I'd greet you off with some humor today. Uh, nice. With me, I got Billy and Josh as usual, and uh, we're just going to sit around this campfire and introduce you guys to some football news today, guys. What's happening? Did you just? Did you just try to coin our listeners as possums? Because I don't yeah. think they're going to appreciate that. But It's the possums, dude. I actually I'm, like the possums. I'm doing great. I don't like the possums. We'll talk about that. But uh, we are also not sitting. We're, we're around a virtual campfire. We actually all have it pulled up on YouTube right now. It's really nice. So Billy, get uh, some crackling going. I need to get some crackling going. I'm actually crackling. watching the uh, OU women's softball championship game right now. So good, got good that for you on. for being diverse. Got that in on the background. Hey, OU's in the title. I'm supporting. I, I support no matter what the sport. I was going to turn on basketball, but it doesn't start till 9.30, so I did not. Yeah, they start these softball games about 6, so we're good. Who's winning? Uh, currently, Florida State's winning 2-1. to one. Okay. Yep, they're going to win. Bottom of the fourth. No, they won last night. They, it was, I'll I don't even want to talk about it. I'll put there a shot of fireball on it. There was No. I don't trust OU at all after watching last them last night. But wow, you're let's circle team. back to this possums thing because because I like it. Well, you yeah. know, there's there's all kinds of it could be the platypuses, uh, it could be the pussy cats. I mean, I don't want I don't think everyone wants to be called pussies, but uh, I, don't, I I personally like the offensive point platypus. I I, just, See, I was I like thinking like a logo just of a rabbit fucking possum. Exactly. Yeah, but- platypus is like something you don't see very often i mean maybe like some weird obscure college um i'm sure that's probably people can relate more to the possum josh i agree possums do eat ticks and they cannot get rabies or they have a very small chance of getting rabies so i mean really not the rabid possum possum. they can't actually get rabbit i was saying our, our mascot should be a rabid possum but if that's not possible we'll just do a very angry possum I don't or think we need to chill like the dude style possum. Like, 
Big what about the style What about the pterodactyls? Because that technically starts with P. A possum smoking a joint. I love There's it. the logo. By There's the way, you guys can order weed online now. Just <laughs> 3chi.com, you should do it. What oh, my st- God. What, what a, a strange a- world we're living in nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Pair that with some nice Eagle Rare bourbon. And, and if uh, your shoulders you hurt, grab you some Biofreeze. All you oh, FBI guys, listeners using out Bio-freeze, there, you're Joe lives somewhere where you can smoke weed. He's in Illinois. All right. Anyway, so uh, what's going on? Uh, let's uh, let's get to some football because people don't uh, want to hear our incoherent ramblings. We're talking AFC South today. Continuing our division previews. We uh, tackled the AFC North last week. Um, I want to appreciate all the betters out there. The Browns are now at 10.5 over under. I told you to smash the fucking over because they're getting two double-digit wins, and now it's 10.5. So I don't want to think that we had anything to do with that because who knows, but the line has moved up an entire game. Oh, you know the sports book at Caesars just sits there and listens to our podcast. So I, I mean – they heard my impassioned speech for the Browns being, you know, heavily underbetted for the everyone. Over, listen, everyone takes everything you say very seriously too, Billy. Is, so is they should. A, they should. The Browns expert. Did he live here? <laughs> okay. So anyway, we're talking AFC South this week. Um, got a lot to get into. We're just going to start right off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'll kind of get started a little bit. They are a fucking sideshow right now, in my opinion. They got, you know, Tim Tebow. He's the, the elephant over there. And then you got Trevor Lawrence. He's juggling. And then you have the Etienne, James Robinson, and they're doing some kind of trapeze thing. You just got a whole, in my opinion, it's kind of a shit show right now. I'm sure it's going to work itself out by the time the season starts. But as far as all of the, like, stuff they've collected there under Urban Meyer, who is the perfect ringmaster, um, I just I see them going into a very transitional year um, from very bad to just pretty bad. So I what do you he, all think? I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think you're going to see a lot of Cincinnati Bengals last year in the Jaguars. Like they have a new quarterback. They have a like they have stars is a hard word. They have good players. Um, and I mean, really, other than that, that offensive line kind of scares me, but it intrigues me at the same time, because if. You've seen more unlikely uh, squads be good offensive linemen. And then that defense isn't terrible, but it, it, it's got good some young pieces. stars. It's got good it's, pieces. It's bad on the back end, and that's what's going to kill him this year, especially with the addition of we won't get we won't say his name yet, but uh, I, already I don't know. I think this defense is going to be really strong. I have a major sleeper in Roy Robertson-Harris. He played on the Bears last year. He didn't really get a chance to – do much, but if he starts getting snaps, I think he can rack up the sacks for you this year. Um, but the fact that the cornerbacks are already injured, most of them in camp already. I know it's early, but uh, that's not a good sign at all. I like uh, I like Shaquille Griffin though. though. That was a good ad. I think uh, I'm not really sure why Seattle let go of him because he actually played really well, and uh, I and they don't really have much depth at cornerback. So I, I think that was a good ad. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. The defensive backs aren't great. They're going to score some points, but it's going to be a weird scoring some points. So I'd say, like, I don't know what the over-under yet is because Billy hasn't told me. But, I I mean, six, seven wins? I mean, like, nothing great, nothing terrible. Well, to just kind of deep dive some of the players, um, on offense, you've obviously got DJ Chark. He's kind of their their main piece. 
at least that we think going into the season. Have to see who Trevor Lawrence really latches on to, but you also have Marvin Jones who um, is there sneaky. now. And then sneaky. Exactly. Very sneaky because he was really good in Detroit. And if Trevor Lawrence likes him, I mean, I, you know, that's a sleeper and one of those like eight, eight round, nine, ten rounds that you're going to find him there sitting there and you're going to be like, hmm, that might be interesting. I could uh, see him get over 10 touchdowns really easily this year. 100%. 100%. Well, DJ Chark's not really that, like, touchdown guy, and there's actually been some negative reports coming out of camp with him. So He's I, too I mean, light, man. He's got to put on weight. Yeah, I, I, don't remember, I love DJ Chark, especially uh, his name. DJ, DJ, Chark, Chark. But, um, yeah, I honestly, I, I like Chenault this year as a sneaky play. I like Marvin Jones. I'm not saying he's bad or anything, but I think Chenault has a chance to be that Marvin Jones guy too. I don't, I'm not seeing ten touchdowns in his future, but that'd be a really good late round steal. Well, here's where Lavisca Chenault. The problem with Lavisca Chenault is if Urban Meyer wants the Swiss Army knife player, he's got two. He has Travis Etienne, who he says that he drafted for that position. And then he already had one on the roster in LaVisca Chenault that is literally the same guy that he wants Travis Etienne to be. So I don't know why, you know, why he wouldn't just use what he has. And if he plans on using them that way, then, I mean, I could see LaVisca Chenault being very useful this season in both the passing game and then a little bit even maybe of the running game with, you know, maybe five runs a game, maybe something sneaky like that. Urban Meyer really did that shit in college. He used Curtis Samuel – as kind of a hybrid wide receiver running back, which is why a lot of people think that's what he's doing with Etienne. And I think that he's going to deploy that same strategy in the pros. I just don't know who he's going to use it on. I just hope Urban Meyer doesn't pull a um, Chip Kelly and just do terrible because this this roster looks reminiscent of the whatever 2015 Eagles. Uh, obviously a little bit better talent. But... Year one, great. Year two horrible yeah you're tired and that, that's the problem with college quarterbacks coming in is they i mean and, and i'm obviously urban meyer is ridiculous and he's smart he's a smart guy i think he'll know how to use these guys he's also a coach yeah so, so that's true <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what he can do but i i like i like the talent here i just i think it's more of a year two team just see yeah. who, who can be the guy just to highlight a couple of defensive names that just when you're on your IDP drafts, Josh Allen, Joe Schobert, and Miles Jack are kind of the guys you're looking for um, as far as the end and linebacker go. And then if you want to take a shot in the dark at a cornerback, um, CJ Henderson, who was their first round draft pick last year, might might take the next step up. They also drafted Andre Sisco this year, who I, he's not listed as starting here, but I don't see how he's not starting going into the season um, when the depth chart comes out. Um, let's tackle running backs real quick. James Robinson, Travis Etienne, Joe, who is the bigger impact player this year, just this year for redraft leagues, not in the future, just this year? This year, I am I, – I have a lot of faith in James Robinson this year. I just think it's pretty undeniable what he did last year. He was useful in the receiving game, and he was catching like seven balls a game. Uh, they were running the crap out of him. I think if anything, having Etienne there and if they start using Chenault on some end rounds and stuff gives him a little bit of a breather, uh, maybe even makes him more effective. So I would go with James Robinson. I, I got to see what they're going to do with Etienne before I go all in on him. Because, I mean, you know, if he's going to play a Tariq Cohen role, it's obviously beneficial. But 
where he's going in drafts right now. What is it like the fourth, fifth round, stuff like that? Something like that. Currently, I would rather wait on a guy like Cohen or something like that until I see exact. I mean, if he's going to be the one there and Robinson's going to be the two, then obviously you got to steal there. But I just think it's too much of a gamble right now. I like Robinson. Josh? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm buying them both. I think that this is a clear, like, this is going to be a split backfield, but I think this team is going to try to use its running backs as much as possible to get Trevor Lawrence comfortable in that system. Um, like we talked about the wide receivers, they're they're good. They're not great. Uh, DJ Chark has flashes. Marvin Jones has had flashes. DJ, DJ, Chark. Chark, Chark. is uh, unproven, basically. So I think it's going to be kind of similar to like a Melvin Gordon-Eckler combo. I think, uh, I think Etienne's going to have those flashy big plays. I think he's going to start off with less carries a game, and James Robinson's really still going to get about 17, 18 carries a game. And I don't think it's really going to necessarily hurt James Robinson's pass-catching ability because most likely they're not going to have him out there on the same field at the same time. I mean, nobody really does that. I never understood why, but nobody really does that very often. So I think, honestly, I'm buying them both. I uh, I don't really like I, – I don't know exactly where they're at, but I'm sure that they're – James Robinson probably slipped a little bit, which is nice. Uh, Etienne's probably going to, by the time redraft leagues really start getting going in early September or late August, it's going to be – he's going to be pricey, but – I'd, I'd think about it. I mean, it depends I think on what they're available. definitely both a buy because of how many running backs are going in the first two, three rounds. It is, it is just unbelievable how many running backs are going off. So if you can load up on some of those guys late, I mean, is Robinson a sixth yet? He kept slipping. I would say they're probably like right around that fifth, the, the, the dual quarter. When there's two so. running backs, there's usually around like the fifth round. So, yeah. I mean, fourth, fifth, sixth, I'd take them there. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. if you drafted some uh, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kills, the big wide receivers instead of grabbing a running back early. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably just um, your flex plays right now, at least until we kind of know what they're going to do. I mean, if you you know end up finding out James Robinson's the runner, Etienne's the pass catcher, maybe you deploy both of them as a starter. But until we know exactly what that looks like, I don't think you are drafting either one going for starter right now, but August is going to change until everything. Tim Tebow takes over the Taysom Hill role and just runs up the gut exactly. on goal line situations. And that'd be okay. fun. Speaking just, of Tim Tebow, yeah. is there even a draftable tight end on this team? There is not. I'm just, I'll be completely frank with you. There's not, there's not one on this team that you need to even be worried about. Did I read it right? That they're only trying to get a fifth for Minshew right now. Why wouldn't you just keep him? I, they, he probably wants to start. He wants to start for sure. Where's he going to start? Nowhere. Eventually, yeah. someone will get injured, and it'll be one of those conversations. No, because that's where we're trading Andy Dalton or Foles to. So shut up. No, nope. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're, you're stuck with it. No, fuck you. you. See, all right, all right. Fun fact, because uh, I haven't talked about the Eagles in a while. Uh, Nick Foles rejected a trade to the Eagles, basically because he knew he would start. But. I thought it was he pretty likes wild. making twelve million a year sitting on the fucking bench. He doesn't want to go there for a third time. <laughs> hey, twenty fourteen Nick Foles was the shit. Twenty eighteen Nick Foles or seventeen, whatever. It's pretty legit too. All right, anyway, let's let's get back to the pod. Whatever. If you do want to take a tight end, you just want to dart throw that shit in the last couple rounds. Luke Farrell is the is the rookie, so I you know Chris Manhurts is not. He's not a pass catcher. He's a run blocker so it's a great name yeah i know man hurts <laughs> i like that a lot um and another dart throw 
late in drafts, Colin Johnson. He's the backup for DJ Chark. When DJ Chark was out last season, Colin Johnson had a little bit of like, he had a moment. I think we all remember the, the Colin Johnson moment at the end of the season when DJ Chark was out. And so if DJ Chark ends up having lingering injuries going into the season, you might pick him up late just to kind of have somebody ready to go. Um, so I will say I really like their wide receiver depth uh, coming from a team being yes. a fan of a team who did not have wide receiver depth. They got Colin Johnson who did have some flashes last year. Philip Dorsett has had flashes in Indy and Seattle. Uh, Jamal Agnew from Detroit never really had a chance to start. I, always, I actually thought he was a running back, but whatever. Uh, and then Pharaoh Cooper from uh, the, the whatever the whatever Rams. Um, so I think uh, I, I think I like the fact that there's options there. There's a couple rookies back there too that could potentially get in there if anything bad did happen on that. I, I like that they have a backup plan. I think okay. that's a college quarterback or a college coach thing. I think you are correct. Good, good little. You know, maybe maybe it ends up being a platoon of wide receivers out there, which was not be good for fantasy purposes. So Urban Meyer, do not listen to that. All right, let's get into the over-under. We are looking at a slick 6.5. I like it. I just, my problem is, is if these people all stay healthy. I mean, they have the depth, like we said. And honestly, even if T-Law, unfortunately, did get injured, Minshew's still there and their team looks better than it did last year. So I like it. I'd I'd bet on it. Joe, you want to pull up their schedule, see if maybe... Yeah, so we can make sense of this. I got it right here. So week one at Houston, win. You would assume that would be a win. Minus, um, minus, Watson's not playing. If yeah. Watson's not playing. Week two is Denver, which if Watson's not playing, he might be playing there. That's um, hilarious, actually. <laughs> yeah, two Watson options back to back like it. Yeah, so uh, let's just say one and one there, yeah. uh, depending on the Deshaun Watson <laughs> Deshaun, situation. Deshaun Watson beats them wherever he's at. Arizona, a uh, loss. Probably a loss. Cincy on Thursday night. Ooh. Um, that might be a good Short game. Short week, but. Number maybe. one draft pick game, so love them. Yep. Yeah, they got Titans, then the <sighs> Dolphins. And then that, it goes Seattle, Buffalo, oof, Indy, oof. Oh. 49ers. Oh. oh. Falcons, Rams, Titans. Oh, no. Texans, Jets. Oh my Patriots. God! Okay, well they end the season a little bit better. Okay, God, now now is, I'm not as confident in that bet. That is an yeah, under. So it's really, not their fault. That's but, a tough, tough. They were the number one pick, season. and they gave them that fucking schedule. So That's to be fair, T, if T Law came out and learned and played really well the first few weeks maybe they'll have some momentum but yeah that's that's tough bro imagine them losing like i'm just that little stretch in the middle there it was like seven straight like playoff teams that they have to go against like come on why would you do that to the poor number one overall pick welcome to the league rook I know. Good. Oh, and so, so T-Law has never lost a regular season game. I think that's going to happen at least on that stretch, if not well before. I think he's going to lose that time seven there in the middle because that was a yeah. brutal stretch. Oh, man. Well, prayers I'm up. I'm very confident T-Law. on the uh, over-under. I would probably say under. I, I'm saying under for sure. I mean, I hope. We'll see. Maybe you know what? Maybe they come in. They, they're a little frisky. Maybe they win a couple of division games, but seven wins for the over is bold. 
I mean, so, I would say it's a good over under right there because six are possible. Like, I think they'll probably win six, but that seventh one is going to be tough with that schedule. Tough. Wow. Just oh, speaking of our next team, let's uh, not, not that we need to get into it right this second, but uh, their schedule looks rough off the bat. Okay. Well, let's get on to that next team. We're going to talk the Indianapolis Colts um, coming up here. Um, kind of a interesting off season for them, if you want to call it that, with bringing in a new quarterback. But they didn't really add many people, which is a good and bad thing, um, because maybe they just want to run it back. They weren't terribly far off, but they looked pretty not ready in the playoffs. So, um, Joe, you want to talk about a few Indianapolis Colts that you like? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let me start off with Indy. Um, I've always loved Indy as a team. They're always sneaky. Um, the wide receiver core, I think, has really sneaky potential to be awesome right here. When you have Zach Pascal running as your fourth receiver out there, I think that opens up a lot of doors for the wide receivers. We all know Carson Wentz can throw for 4,000 yards with uh, nobody out there. And um, he did it with the Eagles. Sorry, Josh. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Marlon Mack, I think that's a killer combo right there. Um, I guess my question to you guys is, with that line and how much they can run with Carson Wentz being able to open the field up, what do you guys think Marlon Mack's going to cut into Jonathan Taylor's workload as? I think it'll be the same as last year. It'll it'll really be cutting into Wilkins and Hines' workload. I think Taylor's workload is pretty secure, and I can understand why anyone would be scared of that because, I mean, even last year, Hines and Wilkins were in there for long drives. It was kind of a Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams situation. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, Hines would just be in. I remember I played Danny in our league, and uh, he picked up Naheem Hines at my suggestion, and then he played him against me, and the dude scored 25 points because they just kept running with him. Yeah. So, And I had Jonathan Taylor playing, who was not getting the ball, so that was rough. But honestly, I think that he – I think Mac is going to be a good compliment to Taylor. I think Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league. I, I'm not worried about his workload. I think he'll his, – his carries will be uh, – he'll make his every carry count, and I think he'll get a lot of them still. Yeah, not that it's – Carson Wentz's fault, but what will this be his best running back that he's played with? Um, pro. I mean, technically, yeah, because Miles Sanders was just a rookie at the time. I think right. I, well, they have John, had Jonathan Taylor is better. I can't even be mad about that one. Right, um, but like even before that, right? He didn't have anybody that was uh, Garrett Blunt, Jordan Howard, um, just a bunch of bullshit. Really, I mean, we, they've done well. Yeah, a bunch of mismatched running backs. So, honestly, Jonathan Taylor is way better than any Eagles running back we've had since LaShawn McCoy. So, uh, I just want to talk because, you know, this is an Eagles player. And i not going to lie, I was never a big fan of Carson Wentz. I didn't want us to draft him. He proved me wrong in our Super Bowl season, and he actually does know how to play football. So, I'm excited to see him not be a whiny baby, hopefully. Um, and I mean, last year was a lost season. We lost four lo- offensive linemen. You guys have heard me mm-hmm. talk about this. We had no wide receivers. We had Alshon and DJX both injured who were both old as shit anyway. And then like, there was nothing they could do. I mean, without an offensive line, you, you're just getting hit all the time. So can't wait think, for the Eagles pod. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I got lots to say about them, but, uh, obviously I, I, we I, know our offensive know. points podcast yeah. special. All right. NFC let me just Eagles. say 
Wentz could be a sneaky fantasy quarterback this year. I'm not drafting him in the, I, I'd probably put him at the bottom of the top 10. If that, I haven't looked at above it. Above or Super below seriously. Baker Mayfield? Above. Okay. Baker Mayfield's too spotty and they have too good of running backs. I understand yeah, that. Josh Carson Wentz, I'm telling you, Carson I keep Wentz looking at spotty. I keep uh, looking at this wide receiver core though, and it's pretty sick. It really is. It's a it's a lot of prove it guys though, right? I mean, like Michael true. Pittman it Jr. Is, but I mean, Harris Campbell are like they were like the darlings of the draft a couple of years ago, and I mean they've they've battled through injury, so it's not really their fault. But it's just kind of like you, you know, got to put up or shut up at, at some point in time. But they're actually going to have a quarterback for the first time in that, that a long true. time as well. So I mean, Philip Rivers was a shell of his former self last year, and Jacoby Brissett was not. You're saying Baker Mayfield is or once is a spotty quarterback, other than last year and his rookie year. So the last three years, his average per game a yardage is like around 260. What have you I, done for me lately? It's not about what you did. It was years one ago. year without an offensive line. He fucking hated himself, and he hated the Eagles because of it. I mean, it was not his fault. I am glad he's gone. That has nothing to do with it. I just didn't like him that much. Can't uh, wait for this Eagles podcast. Oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, oh, just wait till I fucking homer on fucking Jalen Hurts. But I'm just saying. I think Carson Wentz is a valid backup, and I think everyone's going to look at it like you are looking at it and say, "Oh, Wentz is done, and Wentz had a bad year. He sucks. He wasn't even that good. He literally got us to the Super Bowl, whether we want to admit it or not." Um, everybody that before or after breaking is fine. Uh, it was his ACL, and it was a weird ACL injury, and I think we can all agree. But anyway, regardless, off of the off of the Eagles' homerness, uh, I like fucking Mo Alley Cox. That dude is going to be the number one tight end on that team, and I like uh, I like the resurgence here with Ty. I don't think he's going to be what he used to be, but I think he will be a, a a serviceable wide receiver. And then Joe loves himself some Michael Pittman, and I have to admit I was wrong about him. So. Uh, Paris Campbell, I, I am not, still not sold on. J.J. Nelson's a good fourth. Zach Pascal, fourth or fifth, whatever. Uh, I like the offense. I think there's a lot. That offensive line is sick. The tight ends are okay, and uh, the running backs are stellar. So, I am such a fan of Mo Ali Cox, man. He he finally got that one game when everyone was injured. He, what does he do? He goes out, puts up 120 points, like it was not, or 120 yards, like it was nothing. I don't understand why they don't use him more. Um, hopefully, this is the year they do so. Um, I've got him on all my dynasty teams, man. Just sitting there. You sure do. Uh, yeah. I will say, switching to defense here, they do have a solid ass defense. Obviously, even if you play IDP or not, you should know who Darius Leonard is. I, I imagine Stop. you do. I imagine you do. If not, ten uh, tackles per game for his career. Ten tackles per what, game what for his career. Stud. Just a lovely like, stud. Come His, on, doesn't get any more consistent than that. So DeForest Buckner is serviceable for defensive line. I wouldn't like bank on him. Honestly, their defensive ends are their worst position, which is why I am homering on Quiddy Pay, and I have him in both of our dynasty leagues right now because I think he's the best rookie defensive end th- this year because he has the chance. The other ones, uh, Rousseau and um, names escaping me at the moment, but. Uh, both of them are probably the better rushers, but I think Quiddy Pay gets the chance right away, and I don't think ten sacks is out of the out of the question, especially with that extra game. Uh, also, I love their corners, but I hate that they did my boy Pierre Desir dirty like that and cut him. But uh, Justin Blackman on the Kenny defensive. Kenny Moore is good. Kenny Moore is good. 
Kenny Moore's good. Xavier Rhodes is good. Blackman has a prove it year ahead of him right here. But my boy Pierre Dazier actually fucking was a studly stud for them. And then they cut him. And I just, I don't know. Not a big fan. Just signed him. He's on Seattle again. So I'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. Check their that. defense, their defense is really good. I, I mean, I don't want to say another thing. I, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Probably the best defense that Wentz has ever played with. I mean, best running back, best defense. I don't we think Eagles line. Bill, Eagles have had the shittiest defenses in like exactly. probably negative. Well, I just see. Like, I just mean like I keep bringing up the Eagles, and I don't want to. No, no, like, no, you got to talk about that line when it comes to Wentz. You have I'm to not, talk about that line. Hey, hey, time out, time out. Now I will argue that one. Our offensive line was good before it got injured. It is a good line. This one's better. It won us a Super Bowl. When was the last time the Colts won a Super Bowl? Not with any of these guys. I don't know what that was. You done? No. Yeah, for real. (laughs) I was was agreeing with the defense, and then you brought up something that's stupid. Well, so (laughs) the offensive line is good. I will give them that. But I I still think the Eagles uh, 27. I mean, let's just put it this way. If if Wentz can't get it done with this, that's – so they are That's grooming. the story of Carson Wentz right now. Yeah. They're, well, they're grooming Eason, so they didn't even touch him last year. Um, Eason. And, we'll see. No, no, no. I'm saying they're, they're giving him a chance to be – he was not – he was like the uh, Mills-Mond quarterback, like not quite yeah. ready to start. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be good. I'm saying if Wentz goes down or if Wentz can't do it, they're going to give him a, sh- a shot. And then Sam Ellinger is their next boy, and he's a rookie, so – and he's about in that Eason category. So I do not like Sam Ellinger. We need to ban that name from this podcast. Bam. I don't know what team mm-hmm. he went to, but I imagine it was an Oklahoma. Uh, he played rival. for about 45 years at the University of Texas, and I had to watch his fucking video package with his baby photos every time OU played Texas. We're like, oh, Sam Ellinger's been a, a fan of Texas since he was a little boy. And so, I'm just like, shut the fuck up about Sam Ellinger already. Sorry, it's just. So you mean that their parents year. were Texas fans and they forced it upon their son? Exactly. He had like a little four year old picture of him doing the hook em horns bullshit. And yeah, he knew what that was I, at the time. Exactly. So what? I, no, that name's banned from the podcast. That's the only one that I have. So um, what's the over under for him? All right. The over under for the Indianapolis Colts is currently 10. Oof. That is tough. It um, is tough. This schedule is pretty ridiculous here. Um, Seattle week one, then Los Angeles Rams, then Tennessee, then Miami, then Baltimore, Houston, San Francisco, Tennessee again, New York Jets. All right, stop right there. Stop right there. Yeah. Let's just say hypothetically Houston has Deshaun Watson still somehow, which they even if he somehow doesn't get suspended and whatever gets to play, that could potentially be 0 and 8 with Seahawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins is questionable. They're there. a good team. Like it's not, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. just saying, Ravens, I don't know about that. Texans, old Texans. They're, good, they're gonna win a couple of those games. I'm absolutely saying, I'm just saying hypothetically, they could be 0 and 8. Those are all teams that could beat them. Texans excluded there because of the whole, you know, Sean Watson thing. Right. Now. I just feel like it's different than Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a pretty bad team going up against good teams and probably going to lose. But Indianapolis is a good team and theoretically should beat some of those good teams because I, they are a good team. I'm just saying it's going to be a tough go for Wentz uh, starting off because he's going to get he might get discouraged with Seahawks and Jalen Ramsey. That's by fire right there. 
Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over Ty, so he's going to have to make Michael Pittman or Paris Campbell his new guy. I can't wait. We get, till we get. I can't wait till we get to Seattle because I am way down on them. But you know, we'll get to the NFC. They West. still have stars. I know that there's holes. They still have stars, though. I just feel like their holes last year were as glaring as they're going to be this year. That's beside the point. So and then we this, think the we tough. Think, okay. What? What's up? No, I was just say so. Do we are. You what in those first eight games? Do you think four and four at best? Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. I, I would. It would be very lucky to get four and four out of that. I think. Okay, I so that would be considered nine. a win. Honestly, it eases up a lot after that. They got Jets, Jaguars, Bills is rough, Buccaneers is rough, Texans. Hypothetically, no. Uh, um, what's his face? Sean Watson. Three and two. So that's and probably then, seven and seven. And then six. Patriots could beat Cardinals. Probably a really great game, especially in the week sixteen. Raiders, Jaguars yeah. if it's the season. I mean, ten's tough, but I I could see him getting that. I, I, I mean, I could I'm not just confident. count that out. It looked like ten. It looked like ten and whatever seven. They're, whoever's making these ranking or these uh these over unders is doing well, a great. Vegas job. literally gets paid. They to do, do get paid shirt, to do so. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so they uh they're pretty good. Okay, so I'm gonna put down. Are we going right on it? Like, are you want to go under or over? I wouldn't feel confident betting on this one. It, Not at way. all. I, okay, I think well, with hypothetical money, if you hypothetically had to bet money on it, what would you under? Do? I'd pick the even. Man, we are we're doing too many unders. I hope we have a run of all overs at some point here. These odds are good, man. I mean, that that that's that they're first good, but they can't all be under. That first stretch scares me, is what it is. Is and I, I don't. I know that they'll win some of those games. Like, Last week say, we had a lot of overs. No, we didn't. They were all under, except That's for rounds. That's not true. I thought a lot of them were over, and you guys all yelled at me. All right, I have all right, it anyway, we're here. going way too slow here. Let's 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 get on to the. Let's get on any any fantasy relevant stars you guys want to talk about that we haven't touched. I feel like we kind of. No, we touched on we touched on all the studs on the team. I mean, that's really if you could it. pick an offensive line, I'd pick them in fantasy football. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would. That needs I would to be a thing. That too. I can't believe it's not. I mean, I know it probably can be somewhere, but I I don't know why it's not. Like, just pick a full offensive line instead of like individual players. All right, I do have. Before we go to break, I do have some breaking news that has just come down the wire. Um, Jordan's IDP one, two, three scoring is going to be the default scoring in sleeper. So when you fire up an IDP league in sleeper, the general of the IDP Army's scoring system that he made up himself is going to be the default setting, which is bad ass. And this is why we are part of his army. That like that is so cool that like an app is willing to just accept you know idp and try to get people to play it and they're using scoring that was made up by somebody who we work with you know i'm not gonna say a our, lot our, been on our, one time. no no our co-worker you can yeah say it. i mean we we talk to him all the time at least i do so i mean i'm not he sends me <clears> bullshit <throat> trades all the time we're basically co-workers that's true we've helped him not so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I got to see if he wants That's to play golf when I'm in really... Cape two weeks. Do it. Oh, speaking of, I know this has nothing. Jordan, to do with call the me. Let's play golf, man. Joe, Joe, let's play Dalhousie soon. I got a connection. 
Okay, um, I'm going down there in like two weeks. You should. Uh... I cannot do that, but we'll talk about it. <clears throat> um, you should. All right. Anyway, and we will be right back after this quick commercial break. What's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Rains, and quickly I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies, or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, go join the Black Ops tier today on that Patreon. Um, Do it. Very awesome. Uh, Me and Josh went over it a couple weeks ago. I use it. I've used it to help prepping tonight even. It's a very awesome resource. Joe, I think you get you probably uh, into that, but, you know, that's a discussion for off the I already know all this stuff in my brain, man. So anyway, go join patreon go join the discord very awesome we're having a lot of good chats over there and sleeper if you are trying to hit us up with a sponsorship for the idp army we would love that so we're going to keep hammering that home until you do it because we are helping you and we would like you know help if you if you play any dynasty league play on sleeper just fun fact espn's great i love it for redraft leagues um yahoo's okay at best I do love the fact that they have different rankings, but Sleeper is my all-time favorite for Dynasty. It is just the best platform for that. Yeah, and they're very—they will listen to you. That's the best part. Part is like they—you know—if you're having a problem, they will literally like—they're just like me and you. They will fucking address your issue, and if not, they'll explain why they're not. Like it's—you know—if you type in ESPN support, they're gonna not never speak to you again. But Sleeper is a very good app. We love them. And we'll continue to use them for Dynasty and maybe Redraft. We'll see. Best All right. ever. So moving on to the worst team in this is the Houston Texans. Let's, um, they are a shit show. Let's just put it that way. There's no really easy way to, to say this for them. Um, new coach, new GM. Deshaun Watson is in limbo, we're going to call it for now, since we don't really know where we stand on that. I would not bet on him being there at the start of the season, but that does not mean anything, either trade or suspension. Either way, I think he's gone. So he's not going to play for this team, I don't think. I'd say there's like a 10% chance. So with that in mind, Tyrod Taylor's starting QB. Josh, what do you love about this Houston Texans team? One thing that you didn't mention was their terrible trading and their ridiculous way too many old GM, running old backs. Bill just, O'Brien's gone. I, I get it, but the ridiculous amount of running backs is not Bill O'Brien. So I, fantasy-wise, hate this team. 
I am very intrigued by some of these players, but I, I, I don't want to touch him. I love Philip Lindsay. I think he could be a stud as a running back. As, as he was leaving Denver, I was like, go to a good team, go to a good team. And now he has David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and now Rex Burkhead, Dontrell Hilliard, if you count him as a running back. Um, I just, God, I'm scared. Don't touch the running backs. You can grab one as a late round flyer for fun. Uh, Tyrod is, I, I actually do love me some Tyrod Taylor, but man, after the whole punctured lung thing and seeing Justin Herbert come out, I'm kind of, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I hate saying this, but I'm glad that it happened because Herbert is a beast and it's cool giving him a shot. Tight ends have always been a fucking mess. Uh, wide receivers. I love Brandon cooks. Uh, I was all about Nico Collins as, as a rookie coming in Randall Cobb's bold. And yeah, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing offensively that I'm like, I must have this guy. It's almost like the old Bengals and old Jaguars before they got burrow and, uh, Browns uh, too. Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you just don't want anyone. I mean, you could you could grab it's it's late round flyers at this point. There's that chance. I had David Johnson last year and I was hoping for the best, and that was with Deshaun Watson. Um Mark Ingram, poor guy. Like, why do they why do they do this to these running? You guys? have to think they're shopping David Johnson right now. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna get back for him, but that that's your problem. You play yeah, like ass. I mean if you if you recoup something for David Johnson, I mean you have to feel like they're gonna try to move him here because Lindsey and Ingram make a solid one too. You got Burkhead. I would that, assume like, that they're, troll. yeah, I would assume that they're trying to move David Johnson. I mean, even if they don't, I still think that Lindsey gives you the most upside out of this group. Mark Ingram is going to be phenomenal in the short yardage situations. Um, and I mean, Brandon Cooks, I he's pretty much the only one there. Um, I think if Watson is there, he could have a great year. I loved him as my third receiver last year. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think the news that Watson wants to go to Denver and that Kellen Mond was told by the Texans that he was going to be the draft pick before Minnesota took him. I mean, this team's in a downward spiral and, uh, if you don't have a parachute, you're going to die. So I, I don't see anything good about this. Let's be, let's be honest. They're probably going to be the number one. Um, pick overall next year, but let's just go through this graveyard of past relevant wide receivers: Randall Cobb, Andre Roberts, Kiki QT, uh, Chris Conley, Dante Moncrief, Dante Moncrief, Taewon Taylor is weirdly there too. Um, it's just a it's a graveyard of of old dead players that you know should probably not be on an NFL roster, but the Texans are the closest thing to not being on an NFL roster out of all of these players on this team. The number one person I want on any roster is Zach Cunningham. That man is going to make 14 tackles a game because he's going to be playing a lot. Oh, the, the defense, honestly, if we want to get to that, that actually, I think there's a lot of good here on the, there's, there's nothing good on the defensive line. I wouldn't be happy. I mean, this is a prove it year for Ross Blacklock. They, he was their, I think, first round. It's a uh, nose tackle. He's not year. fancy relevant. I get it. And then, yeah, the DN, there's not. But you got Zach Cunningham, Kamu Kruger Hill, Christian Kirksey. Brugier Hill. Come on, get it together. He was neat. Whatever the That's fuck his name him. is. I don't know. Um, Shaq Lawson is interesting. Shaq Lawson is interesting. And I, from that perspective, the defense is going to be on the field a lot. Like they're going to get a lot of stats. 
because the offense isn't going to be very good. One person I that's mean, pretty awesome to grab potentially, especially if you got kick return points, is Desmond King. He's probably going to get some uh, reps at cornerback because none of those guys are really that solid. And uh, he also returns kicks very well if anyone's ever watched a San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers game. Sneaky. All right, so over under this year, Joe, what would you have over or under two players from the Texans on your teams? Like, if you had to, you know, what what do you think is going to happen? A full IDP? Yeah. Um. Well, I've got Lindsey in like every league, so I'm pretty high on that. Um, but the uh, I'd say over. Okay. Okay. I, I right. think I could. I think there's a lot of value on these lower teams. I think they, you know they slip and they slip and they slip because no one wants them. I think there's a lot of value on that. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball. That's true, and I appreciate that way of thinking and that way of going about business. But at the same time, man, if they if these were my options for the week, I am not ever going to be like, man, I'm throwing in Randall Cobb or man, I'm throwing in Kiki QT. I might throw in Nico Collins because he's interesting to me, and I think that having him out there with Cooks is probably the best way for them to go. But at the same time, this is a developmental year, I'm assuming. I don't really know what their plan is, to be perfectly honest with you, other than needing the number one pick next year. Uh, they're looking a lot like the uh, number one pick next year. I think, honestly, I, Philip Lindsay is the future here, I think. I'm, I think that was a steal for them to get him. I just don't like the um, what's in, what's around him right now. The whole David Johnson, Mark Ingram thing. Yeah, uh, we only got Johnson, like one, one, two years max out of those guys. So no, for sure. Well, Mark Ingram, honestly, he's looked good in his last yeah. five years. I mean, I don't think he's done. I think Ingram, like you said, Ingram and Lindsay, he's got a solid one-two. I think Lindsay's going to take over that one eventually. Uh, David Johnson, I wanted him to do something. He didn't. It's not. It's not there. Like, uh, I the tight ends are just a disaster. I think I imagine Cooks is way too high right now in rankings. I was actually about to pull that up right that, now. That would be. That's the issue with Cooks is he's got good value if you can get him at good value because I'm assuming people are just going to assume he's going to oh, be who they lock on to and way that's too be, high. Thirty four of the court of the wide receivers above the likes of Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson, Devonte Parker, TY. I would take TY over that. I, I think I would take I, those Miami guys. I mean, Tua is going to figure it out. Fuller, Devonte Parker, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis, Antonio Brown, who actually had a pretty good year last year. Jerry Judy. You could get Jerry Judy after this. Yeah. Do not draft him this high. I hope that changes, but I, I think this is probably all assuming. Why are people he, down on Jerry Judy? Uh, we'll I don't know. We'll I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, Joe, you have anybody else on this roster that you want to mention? Or no, I want to get done with this very quickly. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, honestly, honestly, this is really depressing. I have a buddy who's a Houston Texans fan, and I just feel bad for him. I gave him I'm so much. Bet shit. He doesn't get excited for many games this year. All right, all right. Well, I, they're I missed, over well, under. What? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. Was the over under? No, the over under is four point five. I I could see him doing it, man. I mean, that, that's the good thing about these what, shitty okay. teams. Okay, what winnable games do they have on their schedule? That that's what we need to find out. What five winnable games do they have? Because maybe they beat Jacksonville once. I, I just don't. I they don't got the see Jets. how they, they're not going to beat the Colts. They're not going to beat um, Tennessee. Like I, they're not winning those games. Either one. 
They're going to beat Carolina because right. Sam Darnold's trash. Man, but the defense for Carolina is pretty good. Ah, dude, I know. I'm just very, I just, very I down feel on like Sam Darnold. 4.5, even for a shitty team. like Because usually the worst team going into the year, like even like the Jets last year, I mean, they didn't do good, but they could have won five games. And I'm sure this yeah. is probably a similar over-under to them. I just you, you see it all the time with like Miami previously to when they've now become a better team. They always beat like the Patriots randomly for no reason. Like I just feel like those divisional games are always good. I can so you think I, they're gonna I, randomly I, win five games. I'm not putting thousands of dollars on this, but I, I I'd throw a twenty spot on this if I was in Vegas for fun. On the over? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love whenever they put shitty teams at such a low number because five wins out of 18 games, 17 games, 17 17 games. Sorry, I forgot week 17. I was thinking, Uh, but yeah, 17 games. I mean, it's possible. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not telling everybody to put their house mortgage on it and stuff like here's where the value is. Watson comes back. Yep. The 10, the 10% chance that he is playing for Houston at some point in the season or they, they or they trade Watson for a value a valid quarterback other than Mills yeah, and like Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, not I, I know that Denver's got a little uh Garner Minshew. Right but like, yeah, there's quarterbacks. There's so many quarterbacks Dude, in the league. I was right Houston, now. I don't know how they're not flipping a pick right now for Minshew. Yeah. So I uh, just to put it out to the audience, Kareem Jackson, who's a former uh teammate of Deshaun Watson, said this week, I'm not sure who you're who we told this to, but he said that he's talked to Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson wants to play in Denver. That's why you're going to hear for the next week that Deshaun Watson being linked to Denver. It's because of Kareem Jackson. He said that he talked to Deshaun and he wants to be there, but I'm thinking Deshaun Watson wants to be anywhere, anywhere but Houston right now. So he's been one out of Houston for a while. And this right. whole rape allegation thing, he, or he would go anywhere. Misconduct, <laughs> whatever they want to call it anywhere. If so, this man does not get, can we talk about this? I know we haven't touched on it, and I know it's a touchy subject, but like, how is he like just going to be clear after these twenty, whatever? I, I don't even think they're calling them rapes. Well, they've opened whatever. up a criminal investigation, so we'll kind of see. I felt like there was we're at talks that. of it being a settlement and stuff, and I'm like, dude, like, well, yeah, one, for the civil cases, but uh, not necessarily for the criminal charges. We'll have yeah. to see how cooperative good. the. I'm tired of these going to slap him with a huge suspension. I'm going to bet that he ends up on the coaches list or whatever. I'm tired of the millionaires. Commissioner's exempt list or whatever. These millionaires can do whatever the fuck they want. Before we move on to the the last final team, do we want to do the five points now? Do we want to do the five points after? They're very Tennessee Titan oriented five points, but we want to save it for the end. Let's get five on it, man. Let's get five on it. I I got five on it. All right, we have got five on it tonight. So number one on the list is not Titans-oriented, but I promise you the rest of them are. Cam Newton left practice last last week with an apparent hand injury, and Mac Jones has not been lighting it up so far. Um, should people add, spec add Hoyer, spec add Stidham, just, you know, just no. No. see in Dynasty or no? No. no. It's a not even super flex. Not going to keep him out for the season. No. So it, okay. Cam hey, Newton hey. doesn't even use his hands. He just runs the ball, and he throws the so, end of the ground. Two yeah, things. Exactly. Two things. It might Matt, even help him 
thing. Mac and, Jones you know? is a rookie. It's going to be very similar to a um, a rookie quarterback coming in. They're going. They're going to. Bill Belichick's going to be smart about this. He wants him to learn the system. Cam Newton is a weird, sneaky potential fancy guy this year. I'm not like super high on him, but I love Cam Newton. So this is really tough for me to say, but I know it's. I know he's. It's not going to be forever, but. The man had no one last year, and now they at least built something. And those two tight ends are actually going to be really great. Janu and Hunter Henry, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Aguilar. I actually really like those four as a as a cast. I mean, it's not great. There's no Julio not Joneses great, on the great. team. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, in general, those four, comparatively to a old-ass injured Edelman, love him too, but old, uh, and no one else, I like it. I like the, I like the idea of it. Cam Newton getting injured in practice on a throwing hel- on a helmet hand throw. I mean, that just happens. That's part of the fucking football game. I'm glad they're playing full pads. Uh, I, I, for one, this isn't going to be a lasting injury in general. And also Mac Jones is going to eventually look better. I mean, he, he looked fat as fuck when he showed up to camp. So hopefully they're getting him on a workout regimen. But I think those are the two guys. If you own anyone on the Patriots system too, I like Mac Jones. I think he's going to be the future uh, Mac and Trubisky I, is not going to be the future of this team. Mac Trubisky, get a shirt made. <laughs> I uh, I will put many fireball shots on that one. I think <laughs> Mac Jones, Mac, Mac Jones, throws for Mac four, Jones right now is going to be better. I will bet Trubisky. Mac Jones throws for four thousand yards in two years. Not this year. Not next year. The year wow, after. The long term right, fireball, fireball shots in one sitting. Okay. I'll take three. You absolutely three. Okay. We have to do it at one another's home, though, because I'm not trying to like have you drive drunk like that. We don't condone drunk driving on the show. No, we're driving at least two hours to the middle of nowhere, and we're going to see who makes it back. So let's move on to number two. So I don't know if you all heard about this gigantic story that happened on Sunday evening, but what happened? it finally came to a head. Tennessee got Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. <gasps> I know. Wow. I'm I'm sorry to shock you guys. I know that was a. I haven't been paying attention to all of the thousand notifications I've gotten from this. That was a silent story. I know, but all right. So we're just going to start out number two. Uh, it's a little bit of stock up, stock down. AJ Brown, Tannehill, and Derrick Henry. Are we stock up for any of those guys? Stock down or stays the same? AJ Brown, in my opinion, stays the same. I mean, my favorite thing about this is he did not let Julio take 11 from him. So he was already like, bitch, that's my number. That's not true. He offered it to him. He said, he hey, Julio, this is he yours. He offered it to him? I thought he said no. No, no, no. He said, well, he this said is no. yours, bro. He said, this is yours. You want it? And Julio said no. Julio said, nah, bro. That's All right. Your. Well, then AJ Brown stocked down, dude. I thought that was like a defining <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, okay. Tell me, tell me. I want to, I want to interrupt you. I'm gonna let you finish, but no. Uh, AJ Brown stock went the same as last year. It is the same as the first two years he's in. He's gonna get 1,100 yards. He's gonna get seven or eight touchdowns. Uh, I understand it's technically stock down because he was the only receiver on the team, but Corey Davis was uh did phenomenal on that team as the second. I think him and Julio together are both going for 1,200 yards apiece. Uh, that is barring Julio's. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, if Julio, if both of them stay healthy, easily. There's okay. no one else on that team to take. Well, yeah, I know your boy does Fitzpatrick. Anyway, but yeah. That leads me to Tannehill being a fucking steal. I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll jump up there. but Tannehill up. 
And Derrick Henry has now achieved God status, I think, in fantasy football. Um, Henry up? I'd be willing to say you could take him number one and feel very happy with that at this point. Been saying that for two years now. Honestly, yeah. since he had that that blow up year, but twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he 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 absolutely can be the number one. Uh, let yeah. me just real quick. I'm looking at uh looking at some stats right now or some rankings. Tannehill okay. is number fourteen behind Stafford, Too Deshaun, low. Uh-huh. and and Joe Burrow, Hurts, Brady. Uh, yeah, I'd put him at at least eight, seven under 100%. Herbert, under Wilson. Uh, also, if I can give a quick eulogy to. Uh, the Des Fitzpatrick hype train. Yeah, we had a little you. bit of a derailment. We had a little bit of a derailment over the weekend, and I'm sad about that because I really thought it would be a major year for him. Dude, do but... you have the song? Do you have the song queued up? My tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all. It's sad. All right, it's sad time. It's it's a sad time in the uh, Des Fitzpatrick camp, but we're staying strong. Julio's only gonna be there a couple of years. Whatever. <laughs> All right, moving on to number three. Um, we have Atlanta. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I never got to talk about the stock of Tannehill and and Henry, and you didn't talk about it. You just agreed with Joe. I did agree with Joe. I, as he was talking, I was like, "It's up God status." Yes, I, I, I actually agree both too. I just wanted to make sure that you knew my point. Well, we're also going to talk about the Titans in length at the end of these five points. So, by all means, save your opinions. Um, okay. So let's let's move to Atlanta. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Matt Ryan. Stock up, stock down. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let me just go ahead and start this one, if that's all right with you. Um, Calvin Ridley, obviously up, but at the same time, it's almost like not an up because we all knew that Julio was leaving. Like it, this wasn't this wasn't news. I mean, it was news, but it, I mean, I'm talking about even like months ago during the draft when we started this podcast. We knew Julio was leaving. We had basically prepared for this the whole time. Uh, but but in reality, yes, Ridley's is up because he's essentially the only wide receiver on that team now. I think that it's going to be interesting to see what Gage can do. Um, and uh, that other guy that, like, for some reason is higher. I, I did see an interesting stat about Russell Gage. Um, I think it was after the, bye, after the bye week last season. While Julio wasn't there, he was on pace for an 1,000-yard season if he had been able to play – the entire full year. season. Yeah. Yeah. No. So Gage's stock is super up, obviously. Uh, I think he's going to slide into that Calvin Ridley role, basically. And Ridley's going to basically become old Julio, like young okay. Julio. So, I mean, in reality, those wide receivers are going to go up. And I will say Matt Ryan's stock went way down because that man. Oh, absolutely. How do you, how are you making that face at me right now? I Matt think it's the same. No, Matt Ryan's stock went down because of Julio was his saving grace. Ridley's still gonna Ridley's gonna have a bomb ass year. We all know. Yeah, that. that's what that's what I'm not. But as, if, Ridley had a bomb ass year last year, and Matt he Ryan did. was trash. So if, if that's what I'm saying, I'm just saying I just think that Matt Ryan is not that good of a quarterback. He never really has been. He is not clutching. In, Whoa, hasn't ever been a good quarterback. Oh, he's good in fantasy because of Julio and Ridley. He's not a good That's what the fuck we're talking about. No, I just, I I don't, I I do not. I I think he's good for a couple years. Matt Ryan is number 15 above Carson Wentz, 
that's about where he deserves to be. Like I'm, I'm not about him as a fantasy. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not suggesting him being a starting quarterback in a ten team. Would league, you put him above? Saying, would you put him above Tannehill, Stafford, Watson, Burrow, or Hertz? Probably. I don't know. Probably a couple of those guys. Well, okay. Well, who? Man, why is Watson that low? Shouldn't even be on there. But well, Watson's I, at twelve because of his uh, rape rapiness. Rapiness, gotcha. That's a weird adjective for someone. But um, I make up I make up terms. But I think that Deshaun Watson has earned that phrase. Maybe, so. maybe allegedly. That's why he's extra rapey that. these days. The All right. Anyway, the the point of the matter is Matt Ryan's role went down. That's my logic. Pitt's role or Pitt's uh Pitt's stock, whatever you want to call it, his stock has not gone anywhere because you guys have all hyped him up way beyond belief already. So well, that to you, means, what has he done? I mean, to me, his stock stayed what like a little a little under what you guys originally believed. So, so down because of this trade. No, I don't think it went down. Obviously, he's going to get more targets because of this trade. Hypothetically, if Julio would have stayed, but we all knew Julio wasn't going to stay. So I said this on draft night. I think they drafted Kyle Pitts to use in a Julio role, and I don't think he's going to. I don't know if he's going to be exactly the same. Uh, you know, obviously, six hundred and seventy-five yards, uh, fifty catches, and but he's probably okay. Like seven touchdowns. So you want to you want to know what the most frustrating part of your whole Kyle Pitts thing is? You keep comparing him to like people that went like other tight ends. You need to compare him to other wide receivers because that's what he was. He is slated as a tight end, but he plays like a wide receiver. Like we already got our that, fireball bets on this man. We don't need to keep going. I know, but it's just, you keep saying like, Oh, he's going to get 600 yards. Okay. Like a wide receiver would do that. Number four overall yeah. wide receiver. A mediocre wide receiver would do that. You're right. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get hey, into You number- put this in the topics, man. You knew it was coming. Let's get into number four. Are we buying that no other team had a better offer than a second and a 2023 fourth? Or did Tennessee get a little, little under the table action? I don't know. So what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I think that uh, there was a team out there that was probably willing to give a first. What I heard is a ru- or there, or the rumor is that somebody had a first on the table but that Atlanta wanted a first and a player. They would not accept just the first. So they ended up going with the deal with the second and the 2023 fourth. And I just bad salesman right there. I don't understand why they didn't take the first round pick. If somebody's going to hand that to you, I don't understand why you wouldn't take it. I think it all came down to getting him out of the NFC. They don't want to see him again. Like they don't want to play him play against him, especially obviously intercom interdivision was never going to happen. Interconference was even more of a chance to be a problem in the playoffs. And you know, Julio would come with revenge. Uh, I mean, you've, you've seen it with some of these 30 year old uh, wide receivers. There are some stats that came out with uh, T.O. getting released. Technically Randy Moss getting released. See, the thing was, is he was getting traded because they couldn't afford his contract. His contract is ridiculous for a 32-year-old because they signed a max deal with him. Uh, well, I guess they don't have max deals in the NBA, but you know what I mean? they signed a very big deal with him, and they couldn't afford him anymore. And I think some of these teams that wanted him couldn't afford him either is what came down to. I think there's a lot of teams that would have taken him on for a first-round pick, especially 
if they had the money, aka the Eagles, aka the Patriots. I mean, Patriots have money, but they don't want to waste all of it on a wide receiver who is 32 years old. Uh, T.O. and Randy Moss, when they got uh, traded or whatever, picked up by the Eagles and Patriots, respectively, they were already, you know, they were 30 and they got to sign the contract. The fact that that contract was already inked was tough for them. I think that's the big problem here. I, I don't think it was a uh, Tennessee got the steal of a deal. I think Tennessee was just persistent enough to be like, hey, nobody else is offering you a first. Here's a second. We'll, we'll we'll take on his contract. I'm sure a lot of a lot of it was like kickbacks for contracts and stuff too. Like you pay a certain amount. You see that with a lot of teams where they end up paying half the salary, aka like you know some of these teams that get these players and like oh you're gonna pay for them and we'll just have them, aka like oh sorry. Uh, my, my perfect example. Uh, no, Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. We're like barely paying part of his salary. Uh, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. We're talking about baseball. Uh, it's just, it's just when you got a big contract like that, it's tough to get rid of someone for a first round pick because not only are you spoiling the future, but you're also spoiling uh, more of the future because you're paying a guy, especially if it doesn't pan out. It's just a lot of risk. That's true. I, I'm going to go with Tennessee guys, sweetheart deal. Their old coach now works for the Falcons and it was just an easy, you know, they probably played golf, tossed around a few figures, and they had this shit done by, you know, probably the ninth hole. And Julio was on the Tennessee That's why Titans you should always play golf. It's true. Deals get done. All right. Well, done. let's move on to number five. We're going to the conspiracy corner. Josh. It's just – it's a wild time out here. Um, I – uh pretty excited about it i love a good old conspiracy so billy read that conspiracy for me all right julio jones says that he didn't know he was on live television when he made that comment about being traded to shannon sharp or about wanting to be traded to shannon sharp is he lying or do fox's lawyers need to start drawing up the paperwork i think that this is all conspiracy julio knew what he was doing julio wanted out we knew he wanted out like we were in the draft and we were like Julio's gonna get traded they're gonna draft i i thought they were gonna draft uh um jamar chase i thought they were gonna go for chase immediately and get him but they went pits like you said he's a wide receiver he's gonna be great but i think absolutely a conspiracy he knew what he was doing he wanted out that team's going nowhere. He wants to win a championship. He went somewhere where, he, for some reason, he thinks he can believe he can win a championship. Tennessee has been in the playoffs the last, what, two, three years now. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Tannehill, they said he said he wants a strong arm quarterback, and he went with Tannehill over Matt Ryan. It's true. It's true. I also think that Julio knew, and I worry he just didn't care. And that's the thing. I mean, this is wholly, wholly against the law. Like, you can't record someone if they don't know they're on live television. So if Julio was like, I'm going to own a part of Fox now, that could very easily happen. But I don't think he cares. And for that reason, I think, you know, he either knew or he probably knew. Shannon Sharp's not calling me in the middle of his work day while he's on the fucking show and just asking me a question. So, 
I think the big thing is what happens to his car dealerships and uh, and car washes in Atlanta now. Mm. Or is he going to keep them? I assume he would. I would have bet he would. Not that far from Nashville. No, not yeah. that far at all. Yeah. All right. Well, that is enough of five points for the day. We have one more team to cover. We've kind of already started to cover them, but we have the Tennessee Titans. So they are a very interesting team this year. Honestly, I think that, you know, we'll get to this in a minute. I think this might be the best team in the AFC South. And I won't lie to you. To me, this team is playing a very dangerous game. And I will say that because they are thin as hell. There is not a lot between if you go depth wise on that roster, if they lose anybody, it's all over. Like it, it's not good. Behind Tannehill, you have Logan Woodside. Behind Derrick Henry, Jeremy Nichols and uh Dar- Darienton Evans. Behind Julio and AJ Brown, you have Cameron Batson and Nick Westbrook. I'm not even positive how to say the last part of that name. But I'm just saying it's a very like if they're healthy, Josh Reynolds, bro. That well, yeah, and Josh Reynolds, but that's slot guy. Whatever. They have four. They have four wide receivers. There is n- nothing behind that. Is what you're saying? I get it. Right. What I'm saying is they are thin. If they if, if there's any injury to any of those top line guys, which are top line by the way, they're in trouble. And that that's just you know. That's just where I think this team's at looking into going into the season. All right. So they have the number one running back. I think we can at least relatively agree. I mean, arguably, arguably the number one running back at the very least. They, they have the probably second best wide receiver tight end duo. I'm, I'm going to put Hill and Kelsey in there. I know that, that, and then Godwin and Evans are up there, but uh, yeah, I know, I know Kelsey's not a tight end or is a tight end, but he's a wide receiver. That man is a beast. So um, you're putting Ferkser up there with him? Or is A.J. Brown holding him up no, that much? No, 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 no. I'm saying that they have the number – the the Chiefs oh, have the I number one team. wide receiver I tandem. I get, yeah, okay, and then I Julio, get, and, Julio and A.J. Brown. I think Julio okay. and A.J. – a healthy Julio makes this team win the Super Bowl. Like, they have a very good – possibility of winning the Super Bowl wow. this year that's what's okay. that's what's made the leap that that's what hasn't been able to make the leap I love their their linebackers Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown I had both of them on my team traded Jayon Brown to Joe you're welcome because he was the better one of them and now it looks like Evans is out the door somehow I don't really know why uh I like their signing of Bud Dupree that was a mm-hmm. solid huge, ass move huge signing their ends really aren't that great Danico Autry I thought he was a defensive tackle honestly but uh, Bud Dupree is going to rush the edge there, and I think they're going to be interesting with their linebackers because uh, we got Evans, Jam Brown, Monty Rice, who uh, is kind of an edge rushing outside linebacker, um, and then their their defensive backs. Although they lost uh, Malcolm Butler, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they still got some they still got some options out there. I think Caleb Farley is going to be the biggest question mark there because he is a rookie. Janoris mm-hmm. Jenkins has still got it. Kevin Byard's been a great safety. Uh, I have know nothing about Crookshank because that's a great name, but I don't know anything about him. Um, but I, I think their their biggest question mark on defense, at least, is Caleb Farley. Is if he can do it, it's great. But if he can't, 
they're going to get burned a lot because Janoris Jenkins isn't like it's not Darius Slay, it's not like you know Richard Sherman in his prime, it's not Jalen Ramsey. You got a decent corner. You don't have a great corner. So Caleb Farley really has to step up. I think that's their biggest thing, especially some of these teams that have two wide receivers. But that mm-hmm. offense, that's not the problem. Other than injury, barring injury, that offense is a number one offense. I no, mean, their their other, top line is yeah. unmatched. It's it's the line right behind them that seventeen game season. Playoffs. So I I really liked Ferkser before Julio because I thought he could be a very fancy relevant tight end because everybody's just like oh they don't have a tight end aka Billy, uh, but Ferkser. When Johnny was out last year, had some great stats. I do not have them in front of me because I am ill-prepared as usual. But I know Ferkser has had good games. I have him on a couple teams. I'm not saying don't buy him because of Julio, but I'm saying Tannehill likes his tight ends. Johnny uh, has had had some pretty good games because of Tannehill. It's not because of Johnny. Johnny's good, but he's not great. Tannehill likes the tight ends. I think Ferkser is still a good steal there. Uh, and obviously, you're buying Julio and AJ. It's just at what price, basically. Okay. Joe, you got anything? Uh, I just want to touch on the Caleb Farley thing. I think as long as he is healthy, he really helps out the weakest part of their defense right there. Uh, Janoris Jenkins um, did not look good last year in the least bit. Uh, but Caleb Farley being on the other side, if he's healthy, I think really helps solidify that. That's the only thing that scares me about that. Luckily, in their division, they don't have to worry about a whole lot of, uh, you know, stud-wide receivers and and stuff that they're going against right there. So I think it'll kind of shadow it. But as they get deeper in the season, I the again, the secondary worries me. I'm not, uh, I'm not sold on it. But I think Caleb Farley was a phenomenal ad right there. They yeah, they're, they're usually good at developing them. So hopefully, I mean, Caleb Farley was supposedly the number one cornerback before he hurt his back coming out in the pre-draft process. So we know maybe that, he'll be maybe he'll we, be good enough. We know how that works, though, with uh, corners and those skill positions being injured coming out of the draft. I mean, sometimes they don't heal right. You know what I mean? Right off the bat, it's it's and they're banking on him. That's true. All right. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. You're you're drafting the studs. You're drafting AJ Brown probably in the first round, maybe the second. You're drafting Henry in the first round. Don't get cute. Whoa! You're drafting AJ Brown in the first round, first over, or second? Yeah. Over who? Second's fine, I mean, but first possibly. I want to see your. Oh, we were just talking about making our rankings. We will have our rankings up next week on our Twitter. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Who are you drafting over AJ? Brown? Late first, early second, maybe. You're gonna draft maybe. him over Tyreek, over Devonte. You'll see in my rankings next week. I am very interested in your rankings. Julio's probably third, late third, probably right. I would, I, I I'm okay. Thanks with for that. the answers. I, I appreciate no, no. that. I'd say mid, <laughs> mid third. But yeah, I like your, I like that a little bit better than your first on AJ Brown. I'm not even gonna keep him over. He's a, he's a stud wide receiver. Yeah. Like he's, but with Julio, it's, I mean, I, like I said, you're not losing. Man, was Calvin Ridley hurting to be a number one last year? Like, I don't know. Really was better than Julio last year. Exactly. So AJ Brown, who's probably, I mean, he's more skilled. Or like not more skilled than Calvin Ridley, but he's bigger than Calvin Ridley. Why would he not have a similar thing? 
but I, I'm, I'm not worried about the fact that you're saying AJ Brown's good. I'm worried about the fact that you're saying he's a first rounder. I don't know. I saw Calvin Ridley in the first, not very I mean, much, you, but solid. You traded me AJ Brown, so I appreciate it, but whatever. Yeah, that was before I believed in Tennessee. And then Ryan Tannehill needs to be one a QB one in your league. If he is not, steal him, <laughs> please. I don't absolutely I hope, steal him. I'm not sure people are going to let this slide for you. I hope not because of his all star cast that's around him. But don't fall for the Derrick Henry's going to take all the touches thing. Uh, you have hit if you have Julio and AJ Brown. There's going to be touchdowns on the board. All right, QB one's tough for him. I'm I'm going to say QB two because you don't think he's a top ten quarterback oh, in no, no. this year but that's not where they draw the line the draw the line's not at 10 i, I agree that he's a top 10 a 10 team league your first quarterback is a qb1 no qb1 means like qb1 top five like i i i take that more as more of a five increment i whatever i that's wrong but whatever that, i don't care um so let's move on to tennessee's over under as a team it's 9.5 Smash the over, right, guys? I mean, yeah. I get why it. the hell is it at nine point five? That seems really low for them. I, I Jacksonville and Houston might get one out of those four wins. One of the lose to one of those probably just some stupid divisional bullshit. But that's three wins right there, just between Jackson and Houston. And I'm going to bet they beat Indy, probably split that one. So that's four wins. I, got I don't Buffalo, see how they. KC, San Fran. But I mean, I think the guys making it are really not, are really respecting Pittsburgh, New England, and New Orleans way too much. They have to. Be. This, this team's yeah. really good. I mean, you didn't need to know that before Julio got there that they were good. But now with Julio, that's. You know, who are you going to cover? Like, when you're facing them, you're going to spin. All right, all right, well, time, time, out, time out, time I've been seeing red ever since this, and I just pulled up uh, I just pulled up a couple different things that proves that I am <laughs> right, and you guys both shook your head at me. Tier 1, because you're wrong. Proof of QB1. It's one not tier. Tier 1 is different than QB1. No, 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 no. True proof of QB1 ability. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak, Lamar. Tier 2, true Top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. This is straight from PFF. Russell Wilson, Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts. They don't have him there. Okay, so I agree tiering, that he should be there. You're tiering PFF, which is not a fantasy football thing. This is fantasy football. Your, your top 10 is a QB1 or 12 if you're in a 12-team league. The top 12 is QB1. I disagree with you guys, but that's fine. I, it's, not, it's not really a disagreement thing. You're wrong here, and it's fine. You could be wrong one time. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay, fair enough. You can stick to your thing. QB1 is 10 or higher, and Ryan Tannehill is a QB1. So anyway, Tennessee, I think it's an easy easy over. I, I, 9.5 seems super low. There's no way that's going to last until the season. If you've got money, go put it on it now because it's going to be probably 11 by the time the season starts, in my opinion. Because when you're facing Tennessee, here's the problem. If you stack the box to keep Derrick Henry from going off, well, then you've, you know, like gotten rid of some of your protection on the outside. You got Julio and A.J. Brown. Or if you spend more time out on the outside covering those two guys and then Ferkser, 
you've just left Derrick Henry fucking easy ass box. Even my dog agrees. So <laughs> what uh what do you all think? Tennessee over under nine and a half. Over. Absolutely. Easy. Okay. That is that is money right there. I would I wouldn't bet my mortgage because it's a pretty high mortgage and I'm not happy about it, but I would definitely bet a lot of money on that. Yeah, that, that like, seems like... You guys want to go to Vegas sometime soon? Like, Because I, I, I want to get that before that goes up. And I will, well, won't be, probably be 11 by the time I, I do. I would say thanks for the invite, but I actually did get invited, so... Exactly, and neither of y'all are going because fuck y'all. All right, let's get to some closing thoughts. Um, Do you all have any closing thoughts? You know I do because I plan for this shit. Do you all have anything you want to get out there? I really don't like the fact that you're saying... I don't pl- I, because I don't plan for this. I don't have closing thoughts. I always have thoughts. I know you do, but like last week, you just piggybacked on what Joe said. That's not true. I told people to love themselves, kiss themselves. No, you told sure me you did, go kiss you yourself. Did say to, you did say you to know. Kiss and honestly, I want to I want to piggyback on that real quick because oh I really what I what I should have said was love your animals, love your dogs, cats, whatever you're into. You know what I mean? Like, they, I honestly, my dogs right now are outside this door, and they're just kind of like. Hey, why the fuck are we not playing right now? And uh, play with them more. It's bummer. Play with your dogs dog more. I've been scared of something in the kitchen, and she agreed with my Tennessee Titans point. It's it's important. But anyway, go ahead. I'll I'll get my uh, I'll get my closing thoughts. You go ahead, Bill, because you're prepared. Okay. Well, fine. I will then. Um, everybody should check out the show Mayor of East Town on HBO Max. It's a badass show. You're gonna love it. It's a murder mystery. Everybody loves a good murder mystery. And I promise you will not be able to guess what's going to happen in the last episode, even though you think you're going to be able to guess what's going to happen in the last episode. And I love that kind of show because I like, I, for some reason, my brain just automatically tries to figure things out as the mystery's unfolding. And I was not able to guess what was going to happen before the end. So I was really impressed. Um, so what I, happens in the I'm last I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. It's only been out a week. I probably will watch it. So I'll don't, tell you in a couple close. weeks. It's incredible. It's going to no, win awards. Tell Wait, me after I watch it. Is on it. Well, for, yeah, Ooh. we'll probably talk about it. Um, like my second, it. my second closing thought. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, we get two closing thoughts. Yes, I have two written down, so I'm writing down two. Um, and gonna do it quickly because we're way over on time. Um, by two minutes. The, the college football playoff is back in the discussion. Um, they're trying to figure out how many teams need to be in this thing. And committee, stop overthinking it. You're going to put 12 teams in this thing, and nobody wants that. I, I just, I'll tell you it now. Nobody wants eight teams. You don't want eight. You don't want 12. Don't even just get that idea out of your fucking heads. I'm committee. I know you're going to listen to this podcast, so just hear me out. Six teams. Is the way to go. Six. No teams. All you no need. teams. What? No teams. No teams. No teams in the championship. You just win it based off record. What? One we're team. Gonna, we're gonna play football with one team. Six. That's how many players or teams need to be in the playoff. You need the top two getting a bye, and the other four play each other, and that's how it needs to be. And I think every divisional or not divisional conference champion should be in. But a lot of people don't like that because they don't want a eight and seven team winning the title, which whatever. But six teams is the way to go. I'm just letting the college football committee know that because they're gonna they're gonna put twelve teams and I'm, that's gonna piss everyone off. So I'm just throwing this out there in the universe before we get to that point. Joe, I just want to appreciate your your understanding of my references, man. You're a good guy. 
I, I appreciate that. And, and with that, I will let you go first on your closing thoughts. Um, the closing thoughts are uh, John Rahm got fucked at the golf tournament last weekend. Still haven't fully recovered from that whole thing. Um, and my girlfriend makes phenomenal fig and brie sandwiches, um, which I've been snacking on through this whole podcast. So thanks, babe. And uh, fuck you, PGA Tour. Wow. Okay. I mean, technically those were thoughts, but I don't know how much of thoughts those were, but I appreciate your honesty. Um, all all right. I'm going to get a little deep here, and I, I, I know nobody expects this from me. So Not at all. Uh, no. Yeah, fuck yourself, Billy. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, we all grow up in different ways, and we all see people and things in different ways, and we all honestly grow in different ways. And, I mean, honestly, like, just make sure you don't forget where you came from. And also, don't don't talk down to people. I mean, n- there's no need for condescending tones and uh, what a patronizing tones. Like you don't you don't need to patronize people. And honestly, sometimes I think we're all guilty of that, and we don't realize it at the time. But I think in real and really, and where it comes down to is just treat people with respect. I mean, honestly, we learned this in what first grade kindergarten: the golden rule: treat people the way you'd like to be treated. It's it's one of those things that you learn and you're like fucking lame. But at the, like at the end of the day, it's like, man, that shit's fucking true. Because when it happens to you, you're like, damn, nobody likes that shit. Just honestly be an overall good person. I'm going to, I'm going to actually end this with a nice little good Samaritan story of myself, not tooting my own horn. Hey, just one of those. Out real quick. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I agree with everything you're saying. Are you fucking Mr. Rogers now? No, dude, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, just, I just have a, I just have a, you need to get him a sweater and, and a nice little tie. Just because uh, that'll be our next purchase. I am no. currently Watch wearing a cutoff t-shirt because I am classy like that. And it's Should 90 degrees in Missouri. Jersey. Yeah, I, I did just wash it and I don't wear clothes until I wash them. So oh. the itchy okay. material you get. So it is, it is hanging yeah. up in my closet as we speak. And I actually, I right. tell your good closet. Samaritan story of you. All right. Anyway, lady or sorry to interrupt. It was an old lady, actually. Someone lost their phone. Uh, I guess they put it on their their car, and it was sitting at the edge of our entrance to my neighborhood. And I found it sitting there, and I went, hey, someone's going to run that over. So I pick it up. I'm running, actually, out to Greenbrier Hills Country Club for a golf tournament that I got going on. Weird and flex, uh, okay. weird flex, but okay. Uh, and uh, so I, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just wait for someone to call it because it's got a lock screen on it. And someone calls mm-hmm. it and it's this guy in the hospital and he's a nice guy. Father, so-and-so. Uh, he's like, oh, Lou Ann lost her phone again. That's not her name. I forgot it. <laughs> um, but uh, I, was, I, I was like, hey, do you know where she lives? She's like, yeah, that neighborhood. And I was like, yeah, that's my neighborhood. And she's there. he said, well, they always put up a good Christmas display, and I've lived here for two months, so I didn't know what he was talking about, nor would I have known what he's talking about because it's June. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, can you give me their name, address? Nope, nothing. But I found their name, and I will say Missouri CaseNet is good for something because I found them because she got a traffic ticket five years ago. Whoa. Yeah, nothing bad. She didn't smoke crack or anything. She just ran a stoplight or something. I didn't actually read it. Anyway, I found the address, and it was like, 20 houses down, went over there. Old guy answered the door. She's like, he's like, how do you have my wife's phone? I said, it was in the middle of the road. I, and long story Which short. Would you like to know? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I want to be clear. None of that, none of that happened, but it was just one of those things. Be a good person, man. I just, I, I found that and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. I'm not a great person. I'm nobody's a great person. We all fuck up, but just, just 
try to treat other people with a little respect. I mean, you, you know, if there's a, someone yelling at you, feel free to yell back. But if somebody's just, you know, trying their hardest or dumb or something, you know, just give them a little break. You know, yeah. and I, we're all guilty of that. One, I thought you were talking about me in the beginning there. I thought you were talking like when I was telling you about the uh, QB1 thing, I thought you were mentioning my condescending tone. So I'm going to ruin that. No, no, no. I was actually just, I'm just, just little small things, man. Life lessons, dude. We all learn every day. It's, it's wild. I, and the fact that you guys are hearing this from me is you guys are probably like, Josh knows things. Like, man, he learned a life lesson. B, you needed to tell that old man that his wife should slow down. Uh, no, his wife should put her phone in her pocket instead of on the top of her car because I imagine that's what happened. I don't know. Once, well, once I do, have, I do have a good closing thought. Dude, I, posted note stories, man. Fucking cars, phones on top of cars. This neighborhood's been great to me, man. I've been, I've been looking either like a villain or a really nice guy on two different. Years. I'm really just <clears> trying, throat> trying throat> to make up for that whole B and E thing. So, bacon and eggs. It's good. He broke into their house and stole their phone. Joe, go ahead and get your third closing point, man. <laughs> All right. So my girlfriend and I went down to Hot Springs. And to hang out with her grandma and her father. And uh, we went on a thing called a gallery walk, which is where all the galleries in town stay open till like 12 a.m. And you walk in, they got wine, they got beer. It's really cool. You get to talk with artists and stuff. So uh, you guys on the air, if you're still listening at this point, you can't see behind me. I like stuff on the wall. It's I'm very, uh, I like looking at stuff. So they can't you see that. In. Yeah, I know. But uh, I found this big painting and really detailed moon it was a picture of space it was awesome and so i was like joking with my girlfriend i'm like hey my birthday is coming up you should buy this for me obviously i didn't expect her to but her grandma ran over and grabbed it off the wall and was like hey we're gonna take this and she asked for the artist and then asked for the artist to sign it and take a picture with me so the guy signed it and he said this was on my vacation with the little gray fellows on there and uh, this is the stuff we saw on vacation, basically. About, I was talking were they were they aliens, like the little greys? Like yeah, the, the yeah. Fucking... He, said he, he said he was abducted, and uh, like twenty years ago. And How's uh, his was, butthole it, feeling? I don't know, man. But I was talking to him, and really cool dude. We were, we were talking for a while. We were vibing, and uh, really interesting story. And uh, I now have that in my house, and uh, really like it. So fun story and, for you and actually second I, this brings me to a second closing thought because we've ran over our time and billy is getting agitated uh um, my dog is i'm not we need a, local... we need another podcast called closing thoughts fine <laughs> there it is the offensive points closing closing thoughts. points closing points uh no in in reality buy from your local artists if you go uh, on vacation you go to new orleans go go buy a local artist's painting it doesn't have to be the the true painting by the print i mean we do that everywhere we go. We have a little art wall, which we have not set up yet, but it will be in this room that I am in right now eventually. Uh, but yeah, go buy from your local artist, man, and buy local. I mean, I, I'm not trying to like preach to the choir here or anything, but man, Amazon and Walmart, I, I'm guilty enough as it is because it's convenient, but just buy local, man. You could go buy some good beers. You can go buy some like good coffee, some good art, like Get some stuff that's uh, actually worth something instead of going to Amazon and buying stuff that a hundred people own or thousands of people own. Yeah, it's a heartwarming end of the offensive points. Dude, podcast. everybody's like, I didn't, know Josh, I didn't know Josh had it in him. He's actually hey, not a terrible I re- person. I would like to say when we're close, I'm act- we're actually closing this up. Um, I'd appreciate everybody that's listening to the podcast. 
Um, please give us feedback if you can. Twitter, um, the Discord, um, my phone. If you know me, you can <laughs> give me a ring-a-ding-ding. I will listen to your thoughts. Find me on Warzone. Um, uh, look at my dubs and tell yep, me if Billy I can Billy is also less. a doctor, so send him pictures of all your rashes and stuff. Add Josh on Xbox so you can play with him in Call of Duty. Whatever the, whatever you need to do to get us your comments, we really appreciate it. Um, our average listening time for everyone is like well over an hour, so the fact that you people are actually listening this far in... You people... All right, all right. Okay, so but in, in reality, in reality, seriously, reach out to us on Twitter uh, at Offensive Points. Uh, we will respond to you like pretty much immediately. Billy's always on Twitter, and I actually pay attention to it as well. I accidentally comment on stuff all the time because I don't use my own Twitter, so I just comment <laughs> on stuff. So, like, if you want to, if or, hey, you want a quick follow on Twitter, holler at your boy. We'll we'll follow you. I mean, you, he'll give you I'd, a dollar. I'd appreciate. No, 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 no. We already did the dollar thing, and I did limit it at three. So if anyone wants those dollars, holler at your boy. I will give you three dollars. I have no problem with that. Well, one dollar a piece. All right. Follow at Offensive Points. Follow at Wiggins Joseph. Follow at Ombre Vendor. Follow at Josh Hall with one H, STL. And follow at the IDP Army because this is the feed that we're under. When you search this on wherever you're listening to this from, we're going to be in the IDP idp feed on there so that's all i got for you this week joe wraps up have a wonderful day hug your pets be nice to people return cell phones don't tell the husband where the wife's phone came from because that would be really funny um and kiss yourself and kiss yourself good night and good afternoon and good morning depending on when you listen